0: the summer skate studios. icetimehockeywest.com presents the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast brought to you by Liberty University. Bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast, liberty.edu. Behind the Mask and Behind the Mask.com, your hockey superstore with three valley locations and across the country at behindthemask.com. Central Oklahoma University a top-ranked education, and an elite college hockey experience. For more information, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson for lunch or catering your next office party. We are the best of barbecue Las Vegas style. UNLV Hockey. Follow the Skate and Rebels championship quest. For tickets and schedule information, go to rebelhockey.com. Topgolf, play around, food, fun, golf, something for everyone at topgolf.com. Adrian College, championship hockey culture and a nationally rated small private school education at adrianbulldogs.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and casinos with Caesars Rewards. Members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. University of Arizona Hockey. Be a part of building not just a championship culture, but the future. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org. Summer Skates. Order your custom koozies or shower shoes at SummerSkates.com and show your game in comfort and style. San Diego State University Hockey. Sun, sand, and hockey, as well as a top-flight education at sdsu.edu and sdsuhockey.com. Jets Pizza. Go to jetspizza.com to find the location near you and create your own unique pizza with all of our different crusts and fresh toppings. And Oklahoma University Hockey, the action you crave only faster at ouhockey.net. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh.
1: All right. Welcome in, hockey fans. Anywhere that you may be joining us tonight on this beautiful Wednesday night, Scott Strandy with you from a very balmy, let's just dare say hot, Temecula, California. My co-host is always, Stephen Marsh, joining me from that beautiful, vibrant city which is Las Vegas, Nevada. It's a championship city now, so forget the vibrant. It's always vibrant. Well, Stephen, how are you?
2: Very vibrant these days. Uh, it's uh, very vibrant, uh, doing well, and, uh, and at least we're not in Death Valley. Uh, so that's the least.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Something good about that. You,
2: you, you, had, you had an opportunity to go to, to, to make that decision if you wanted to go to Death Valley on your travels around California there. You chose not to do it, probably a wise decision.
1: Probably a decision. I'd say a very wise decision. Anyway, (laughs) I
2: I heard something. You're you're a California guy now. You're so supposedly you've been there. I just heard a commercial uh, watching the Angels game. And you'll appreciate this. This is for the Irvine Auto Center. I just thought this was very catchy. Where the five meets the 405 at Lake Forest Drive. How about that? Nice. Yeah. Been by there many times, as a matter of fact.
1: Yeah.
2: So if you ever need to remember how to get to the Irvine Auto Center, just remember that. The where the five meets the 405 at Lake Forest Drive. So it's your little, yeah. here's your little nice. California geography lesson of the day.
1: Nice. Been there too many times already. Um, so anyway uh tonight's the night where we talk american collegiate hockey top 20 which means we have all the non-varsity teams the best in the country that we talk with and we've got a great guest again tonight we've had him on before on the uh on the old podcast the great west college hockey podcast but we're bringing them on now because there's so many good things to talk about but before we get to that stephen i know you've been digging around the acha Archives to find different stories and all the things that are happening, and of course, you got a little UNLV homership going.
2: (laughs) Now, you got a little bit of that going on, Uh, but you know, I mean, there's there's really not a a lot going on. It's it's usually very uh, usually very busy, but uh, I guess everybody decided. Uh,
1: Okay, I think our guest in a minute is going to differ with you on that.
2: <laughs> well, well, no. Okay, let me let me rephrase this. Maybe maybe there is a lot going on, but it's just not being put out there on the on the websites and and in the and the social media <laughs> channels and stuff. UNLV has been putting stuff out there. And I know. I, that's why we had to go keep going back to that. But they they are partnered with us, and yes, I'm I'm in Vegas, so there's a tie there. But uh, but they are putting stuff out there. So it, as long as you know, we've we've talked about that before. If you put stuff out there and
1: relevancy, my if friend, if stay about, relevant.
2: We'll talk about that. But uh, maybe everybody's doing what I want to be. Doing doing is a summer hibernation maybe that's
1: what i'm like. <laughs> <laughs> oh stop it i'm tired of that stuff already i'm tired of that stuff i am already. coming
2: out of summer hibernation for one night though on saturday <laughs> i'm gonna bear the elements at the las vegas ballpark for the for vegas and then this hibernation
1: continues. Uh, you're just having a hangover right now from the uh the championship which is the stanley cup so ah uh, anyway Let's take uh, let's take one quick break. Let's uh, come back and let's bring on the head coach from uh, Maryville University and the director of hockey and a little bit of everything and the man who built the arena, brick brick by brick by brick. We'll be right back.
0: Play at the premier ACHA D1 men's program on the East Coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Sell-out crowds, top competition, and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus with state-of-the-art facilities, gifted faculty, and over 700 programs of study to help you make an impact on and off the ice, as well as your community training as a champion for Christ. If your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong, see if Liberty Hockey and Liberty University is right for you. Visit us at liberty.edu. As San Diego State begins its first season of ACHAM one hockey, be a part of the foundation as the Aztecs look to build a new chapter in the city's long hockey history. In addition to our growing hockey program, the more than 36,000 SDSU students in our many degree programs, from bachelor's to doctorate, enjoy the best of higher education and lifestyle. Go to sdsu.edu to see if our unique, diverse experiences for you, Visit SDSUHockey.com to support the top college hockey program in California.
3: Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegers.
1: And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake
3: Gensel. Gensel, Gensel. banks
1: Gensel. it towards the goalie. Score. Gail
3: McCarr. Kale McCarr. He scores. Start. Before the NHL stage, whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey.
0: Oklahoma Sooners Hockey, celebrating 20 years of big hits, 20 years of big saves, and 20 years of big goals. Go to OUHockey.net and get your season or single game tickets to see the Sooners take on national powers. Minot State, Missouri State, and of course rival Central Oklahoma. Single game tickets are just $10 a piece, while OU students and staff are free with their ID. Youth hockey players are also free if they wear their jerseys. 20 years of Oklahoma Sooners Hockey. The action you crave, only faster. championship, pedigree, world-class coaching, and first-class facilities are all a part of the ACHA experience at Adrian College. The Bulldogs look to raise their third national championship banner in the last five years at Arrington Ice Arena, one of the best facilities in all college hockey. Get a big school hockey feel all of the educational advantages of a private education. For more information, go to adrianbulldogs.com or adrian.edu. for the big school college hockey experience in a small school setting then maryville university located in st louis missouri could be for you fielding five teams across all divisions of the acha since 2018 and playing just minutes from campus in the 1000 plus seat maryville university hockey center the saints enjoy a first-class athletic experience as they compete against acha powers like ohio liberty Minot State, and Illinois State. For more information about all things Maryville, visit maryville.edu.
1: All right. And speaking of Maryville, uh, Scott Strandy with you tonight in Temecula, California. My co-host is our with Stephen Marsh, joining me from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. And it's our pleasure to bring on the director of hockey and everything that is Maryville hockey. The head coach, the guy that played the blocks, John Hogan's with us. John, Scott, and uh, Steve, how are you? No summer hibernating going on in St. Louis in Maryville.
3: I did not put the bricks in at all. I just drove by the building. <laughs> so I want to make sure everyone knows that. Um, so I, I'm glad. Did I you oversell
1: you? Is that what I did?
3: <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I never have to worry about that with you. So if I, if I ever need to feel good, I'm going to call Scott Strandy. <laughs> yes, <laughs>
1: Coach, it's great to have you on. Um, So many things going on, but before we dig into what's going on with Maryville hockey, let's talk about the national tournament and the fact that it's back in St. Louis, where I think it should be every single year forever.
3: Uh, I would, I would, uh, I think I'm I'm a little biased uh, from that standpoint, but uh, uh, as you guys. As I told Craig Barnett, uh, I said, "You know, uh, very difficult m- for me to to get all upset when it was an 18-hour uh, drive up to Boston when I really enjoyed the 18-minute drive uh, to Centene. So again, uh, I have to everything that I say is uh, with a couple grains of salt. Uh, we we loved hosting it in 2022 here at Centene with the help of the Sports Commission and the Blues and. Maryville was able to help out. Um, You know, Boston was – I've never been to Boston. It was good for our guys to get up there and explore and and see something different. But uh, I think I can speak for a lot of ACHA teams um, that maybe St. Louis uh, might be a little better fit uh, financially and geographically for a lot of us.
1: Steven, and you liked it as well, didn't you?
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, but I didn't get to go to Boston, so I can't compare it. But from what I gather too, it sounds like uh, things weren't quite as, uh, as smooth in, in Boston for, for different reasons. And so I think being in St. Louis will be a good a good spot again. I mean, it's a great great facility, and it's a great uh, great place to have it. And uh, and so we'll it's, so it'll be back there next year. So that'll be that'll be fun.
3: And we uh, we hope to be uh, kind of on the carousel of uh, or the revolving door of having it uh, here as as much as we can. So I know as a as a as a school for for our Maka conference that our men's two and men's three teams play in. We we host it at our facility, our conference every year, the, the conference tournament, our our women's team. We try to host that stuff as, as here as much as we can. So. Try to take advantage of our ge- ge- geographic location and, and the nice facility that we have. So, well, um, and,
2: and it's important too because uh, this up this next season too, Centene is also going to host the NCAA regionals for the Frozen Four tournament uh, as well. And then then the following year, and I found this because I was listening to uh, to Rick Zombo yesterday on, with Scott and Paul, but they were talking that the year after the St. Louis is going to host the Frozen Four. So in, in at the Blues place. So I mean, it's kind of nice to. The the growth of hockey in St. Louis and having all these opportunities to have these big time hockey events uh, at the college level, ACHA, NCAA.
3: Yeah, and, and I think the Sports Commission just put in a package uh, a bid for the 2026 maybe um, World Junior Championship so I think it's been given to the United States and I think we're one of the cities uh, that just bid for that as well so I
2: think Vegas is also in the mix for that too I think
3: so we'll yeah, yeah so I'm um, sure sh- yeah let's make sure it doesn't go out there so uh, <laughs> you guys have a new $2 billion sphere that everyone's talking about with an with a eyeball on it, so I, I think uh, you guys can have that and uh, the Formula One. We'll just take the puny little hockey in St. Louis.
1: Love I it. love it. That's we what we're out to him, John.
2: Too. We do have the Stanley Cup champions here, too, so that Oh, uh, yeah.
1: Keep That's dishing me. it out. Keep dishing out. John, you got any more? You want to throw a body check or anything?
3: <laughs> No, no. When I see him next, I'll just put him in the fifth row.
1: (laughs) Hey, by the way, I've seen John Hogan do that for real, folks.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it happened like once or twice. I was usually not quick enough to find the player.
1: (laughs) Anyway, okay, enough of that stuff. Let's talk about uh, Maryville hockey and all the things that have happened. Uh, You are such a success story, and I don't want to get your head too big off the get-go, but goodness gracious, John, when you and I talked, when you said – Hey, I'm taking this job in Maryville. They don't have a rink yet, uh, but I'm going to start a team. <laughs> and and we were all going like, oh, my goodness. And to look at where you guys are, what, how far is it now? Six years? Five years? Where are we at?
3: Yeah, yeah I, I lose track. So we just finished up our fifth year. We will be going into our sixth season. Um Fifth at, a, at the at the new rink, so it's uh, it flies by. It seems like yesterday that we just started, but it also seems like forever ago we just started at the same time. So, um, and a lot has happened in the um, the last five or six years. So, um, with growth, with COVID, with an ever changing environment, it's um, it's been a lot. It's been a, it's been an absolute lot. So it's it's been a lot of fun. Very busy. A lot of hard work, a lot of good people to kind of help it uh, all go as smooth as we can. But, um, yeah, to to think, uh, we were talking, and I was in Arizona and finishing up my masters, and saying I'm going to go figure out this hockey program back at <laughs> home. Um, not really knowing what I was doing. Uh, we we have, uh, this the guy that you're talking to has certainly kind of come a long way. So, uh, and, and and maybe. Uh, learn a lot of in the, <laughs> along the way as well.
1: John, I want to I ask you this before Stephen jumps. He's got more questions for you, I know. But um, I want to ask you this. Uh, you know, I met, I went to Adrian last year when I was up in, in Detroit. And I said, how do you guys do this in this building with all these teams? And, and they run such an efficient program. And now, you know, as you just heard on the spot that we just played for you, um, five teams – five teams across the board in ACHA hockey. I mean, that is incredible. And I've been to your facility. It's great. You have two beautiful ice sheets, but man, keeping that all on track has got to be a job and a half.
3: Yeah. You know, folks ask me, so what, what's your time, you know, separation of director and and head coach. And it's like, you can't separate it. It's all, it's all in one. There might be a minute where you're doing one and then another minute you're doing the other. And, uh, it, it's a big juggling match for me. It kind of keeps me out of trouble. It keeps me on the straight and narrow. It uh, not a lot of time to to really worry about anything, which uh, has its pros and cons in life. But but I enjoy it. And to the other programs in our league, um, like Adrian uh, and, and Liberty, that have five teams, uh, I would be stupid if I if I don't call those guys. If that's Kirk and and, and Gary all the time and. I was on the phone with Gary probably a week ago, asking him about a few things uh, in terms of how they try to run things effectively. Obviously, those two have done a phenomenal job, and um, we're kind of the the next team to to try it out to make five teams work under one building. So those those guys are doing it with one sheet of ice. You know, we're we're fortunate that we have two sheets of ice that we can do it with. So there's there's a lot of juggling. Um, there's a lot of things that have to go uh, on behind the scenes, but. To use guys like those that I would refer refer to as you know respected colleagues and friends, and then also the the university to support that we have, uh, it, it certainly makes my job a little easier. And 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 when I do screw up, uh, which does happen, you know, contrary to popular belief, um, it's nice <laughs> to have those guys there to to kind of help and say hey you know next time why don't you do it this way because uh we we've been doing it this way and it, and it seems to work for us and obviously at adrian and liberty uh those are some really impressive programs that they have running
2: so i'm gonna follow up with that so would you have you have to coordinate with all these other teams i'm sure when uh the programs within your school there, the, the all the five programs you have there uh schedule wise i'm sure with the ice time and everything, but but that ice is also used for other things within that that area too, right? It's not, is it just you guys playing on it or when it's not, you be, when it's not you guys, I'm sure it's being used for something else too, right?
3: Yeah. So I guess we'll go on a little history, uh, lesson. So in 2018, uh, right before 2018, uh, the, in the Chesterfield Valley, which now there's a top golf there, there was a a three sheet facility. It was called the Hardy's ice plex. It's been there for 20, 30 years, um, you know, it was a nice big facility, but it was old and it was kind of crumbling down. And, and the Chesterfield Youth Association, which is the second largest one in town, uh, played out of there. That rink got sold to Topgolf. Topgolf really wanted that lot of land. Topgolf gets built. So now the second largest youth organization has nowhere to go. They went and bought a VETA, old you know, uh, soccer VETA indoor for a year, and built a hockey rink in there. And they're like, okay, where? What do we do now? We need to find a long-term solution for our hockey association. They were able to, you know, develop a a a, la- um, a spot, and they called Maryville and said, I know you don't really have a hockey program, but would you guys be interested in, in partnering with us and, and starting some hockey teams? And, and our president, who's the the chairman of the sports commission in town and his favorite sport is hockey. He's like, yeah, we'll go. We'll, we'll, commit to, to helping you build a rink. We don't have a team yet, but we'll figure it out. Um, so, so the rink uh, houses the second largest youth organization in town and it's only been in growing. So we have a great partnership, um, with Chesterfield hockey and, um, you know, we, we have a fair amount of those kids that are, that are, uh, you know, within our program plan on the, the men's two and the men's three team. So I think it's a, it's a good, um, trajectory, um, a good timeline, good growth plan for them to say you can start here. You work all your way up and play college hockey, uh, under one roof. Um, so from after four o'clock, I mean, the, the, the rink is just always going, always going. And, and it's, um, been really fortunate and, and, we thought during COVID maybe there would be a slowdown or whatever, but, uh, you know, we were able to kind of the, – the rink was able to make it work. So it's a great partnership. They love us. We love them. Um, you know, it's uh, it makes the world go around. So very, very difficult to get ice at, at, our, at the Maryville Hockey Center, but I guess that's a good problem to have. You'd rather have it that way than the other.
1: Okay, so let me ask you this. Let's dive into this schedule because I've looked it over. You know that I'm planning on seeing you on September 15th uh, for that big opener. But um, the first three of the first four games, I should say, in September are on the road. And then all of a sudden you come in and you bring in some top-notch quality players, uh, teams, and players uh, for the month of October before you decide you're going to go to Liberty at the end of October. So talk a little bit about the schedule first, the first uh, four games, John with uh, McKendree on the road and then at home and then Illinois state.
3: Well, we, we always start with McKendree are They're, they're uh, right across the river, kind of good rivalry. They, they enjoy being a part of our blackout game, which you'll hopefully be there for Scott when we pack the place and over a thousand people there. And, have a lot of our students there. Uh, So it's, it's a great night. And for whatever reason, I think we've always just kind of started with McKendree and then Illinois state. And then we, we try to build off of that. And uh, no, no rhyme or reason. It's just kind of worked out that way. I think both of those opponents, it's kind of before you go on a long road trip for, for either team, if it's us going to Illinois state or Illinois state going to us, you know, you'd rather have kind of, you know, Tip your, you know, your toes in the water before. Okay, you're the second weekend of the year, you're going to take an eleven-hour bus ride to Liberty. That's a lot. So, kind of gently get into the season that way. Um, I think that's kind of been the thought process there. And, and being in St. Louis, it's 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 nice that we have some some teams that are nearby. But then. Um, we get right into it. Uh, Midland's coming in town to play McKendree, so they'll play us uh, on a third game. Um, but then we're, we're getting into some pretty tough action with UCO, Ohio, Liberty, and, and UCO. And this was always the plan. Um, we were in the MCH. The MCH was great for us. It, it let us get to ACHA D1 in a much expedited uh, process that maybe some other teams have to go through. So always thankful for them and Chris Perry and, and, and kind of forming that in 2019. But as we sit right now and um, we, we moved to the central states and that really didn't even happen. We just basically went independent. Ohio did the same. So being independent, being right smack in the middle of the country and looking at our schedule, it's like, how did they come up with that? You know, how, how are the, how was Maryville able to pull that off? It's just uh, the luck of the draw of where we are on the map. Um, and fortunate enough to have some really good um colleagues in this business that are that are willing to, to schedule us and us go to them and them kind of us. So it's it, it's a lot right off the bat, but for for us, um, we need to continue to play the the good teams. Um, we need to be pushed and challenged because, um, as much as we've come a long way in the last five years, we're not done, we we, we have some steps that we still need to take. Um, and you've even already mentioned some of those teams, if it's a UCO, Ohio, Adrian, Liberty, all those type of teams, a Minot State, um, you know, those teams have been around, perennial powerhouses um, that have been able to go deep into March. That's something that we haven't been able to do yet. So uh, might as well play all those teams and, and learn from those teams, learn through those challenges, and, and hopefully to be better off because um, there's still some things for us to do for us to find some magic and for us to find some success in March.
2: Okay, let me ask you this, because you mentioned a lot of great teams coming in and great schedule. But one of the highlights of this year is going to have to be play, having Arizona come and play you guys there, obviously. And, and that must have took a lot of twisting and pulling to, to get that uh, Chad Berman to agree to come and play you there. <laughs> Who? Who?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, it's, uh, Chad and I talk every week. Uh, he's a, he's a good friend, colleague, mentor, all those things. And when, when Chad announced his new rink out there, I told Chad like, Hey, um, I know it's a long way, but we will come your way whenever that's built. I think it'd be great, uh, for me, um, as an alum and, uh, and a proud, um, you know, someone that, that went there and is and always uh, – I tell Chad all the time, kind of his assistant coach from afar, I think a lot um, – I want Chad to do well and hopefully he wants uh, Maryville to do well as long as we're not playing. Um, but uh, with that being said, Chad last year went in, up to Michigan and played some teams for uh, to have a better competitive schedule, and, and this year he was trying to figure out some stuff. So we were talking and I said, hey, when do you come play Missouri State? Um Cause we could just play you, um, you know, that weekend, you know, so if you're going to come and, you know, we'll play on Thursday and then you go down and play Missouri state Friday, Saturday's like, okay, that's a good idea. But to be honest, I might need your strength of schedule. So do you have another weekend open and we were able to figure something out. So it just, it just worked out that way. There was not really any um, twisting or anything like that. I think it worked out for both of us and, we're fortunate where we get to play a lot of good teams. Um, if it's Minot up north, if it's East Liberty, if it's UCO, if it's Ohio. Um, so Chad, by playing us, gets all that cross-pollination. He gets a nice, strong strong schedule. Just like when we play Chad, we get Utah, Grant, you know, um, GCU, Arizona State, UNLV, teams that we don't play, um, but we get to kind of that get to touch those teams through Chad. So um, same idea, um, and it just worked out this way. So he'll come in and play us this season, and then um, whenever you can put a shovel in the ground out there, we'll, we'll be out there.
2: Is, there. is there still a little uh, jealousy on uh, on the part that you, you have an ACHA tournament win uh, with Maryville, and he's yet to, to get one with, with Arizona?
3: <laughs> well, well let, let me go back one. Um, <laughs> he... So he does have a few um okay. I would tell him that uh I was able to score the game winning goal for his first Arizona win, but you know that I, <laughs> I remember that one. For, he probably forgets that, and to be honest, toppy, my twin uh he hit the goal post smack on about ten seconds before, so really it was toppy that probably got it um <laughs> I was just the one that had to kind of tap it in ten seconds later, but um so
2: he has one technically
3: check. Chat, Chad has one. I have one. Okay. Uh, what we don't have, um, both of us, is, is something in the round of sixteen, and after that, and, and ultimately, that's what that's what both his program and our program. That's uh, that's kind of the next step of our evolution. Of as as I mentioned earlier, how do you make a deep run at March? Um, it's nice to get to the national tournament. It's good for your program. It's good for your your young men um, as you continue to build, 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 build. But how do you how do you get to you know the, the the quarters and the the final four and the in the in the final game. Chad did it as a coach at, at RMU, and I and I know that's what he wants to do at Arizona. Um, he has a taste of it. I know I have a taste of it now at Maryville, and it's you want to do everything in your power to to, to make the changes in the offseason, to to be a better coach, um, to do the things for your players, so you can try to get your team to be uh, as well oiled and ready to go in March. So that's, that's, that's what we're trying to do. And, and the schedule that we have, I think will help uh, make that a reality this year.
1: Okay. So when I'm looking at that schedule and I see the last five games all at home and the aforementioned university of Arizona will be there on Sunday, February 4th, then you get the defending champions that might not stay in your barn on the ninth and 10th. And then you have Missouri state to finish out uh, I guess with the regular season right now before the nationals um, and follow this one up. If you can, John, I talked with Kirk Andy about this and he said, you know, uh, he said, I'd rather play a tough, tough schedule and be 18 and 14 than I would be 22 and two and have played a softer schedule. Is that kind of one of the things you've picked up too, that you'd rather have a really strong schedule um, to lead into the national tournament?
3: Well, I'm looking at our schedule right now, and I guess our, maybe I screwed up or our SID screwed up. So that weekend that Arizona's coming in, they're actually going to play us before Minot. So that's going to be a three-game weekend. We'll play, okay, Arizona okay. Thur- we'll play Arizona Thursday, Minot Friday, Minot Saturday. Um, Ooh, and Three and three, I love it. Told, yeah, some people have told me why in God's holy heck are you doing that. Um, and we don't have a conference tournament. Um, so we have to get some type of prep to say, okay, how are you going to play X amount of games over X amount of days? And how are you going to win games? Um, if you're going to try to win a national championship, you got to win four or five, you got to win four games in four or five days if, if you get to the, the round of 16. So that is kind of a tune up for us. Hopefully we're playing some decent hockey there and that will be a very tough weekend. And, um, we're going to need all of our guys, um, ready to go, uh, against, most likely a top 10 Arizona team and, a, and the top five team in, in my not State. So um, to, to your point about Kirk Candy and, and him and I have talked about this a lot, like, you know, when we won our MCH conference tournament, um, you know, and, and the league championship and whatever year that was, that would have been two years ago. I think we were like 23 and eight or something, something like that, you know. Um but unfortunately, we, we weren't able to play some of the really tough teams. I think last year we went like 20 and 10 or something. So, you know, we didn't have as many wins. Um, but we had, you know, a tough, tougher opponents. And, and I think um, this year you'll see that again, um, where like some of the weekends, um, we're obviously going to want to win all the games. But, um, you know, when Minot comes in or, or some of these good teams come in, um, getting a split or, or scratching and clawing for, for a sweep like that, those are going to be really hard to come by. Um, so that hopefully the accumulation of things, even though we don't have a conference tournament cause we're on a conference um, hopefully the accumulation of a whole year uh, of those hard weekends makes us ready, you know, come March 7th and 8th when, when the national tournament starts. So Um, it's always those pros and cons. Like we've been invited into some different conferences. You do get that conference tournament, which is kind of a sneak peek to a national tournament. It's, uh, you know, like I said, it's pros and cons. You have to weigh them out. And and right now where we are at in our evolution and our process, it just makes sense for us to be independent and, and try to have some fun weekends right beforehand, like a, like a three game weekend with Arizona and Minot, um, to try to prep us for, for the national tournament.
1: Okay, well, that's uh, that's good to know the uh, change in schedule because that is a challenge. Um, I also want to talk a little bit about, um, before we get to your roster, and that's definitely coming up next because you guys have done a terrific job recruiting as well, but when you look at building this program and one of the things Kirk said was, you know, keeping you in the as well, are um, there other than the fact that you don't have that conference tournament, is there is there a time and you may look back at it and go, what the heck are we doing? Or are you confident that independent is the way to be?
3: Currently what where we are at right now, independent um, there, there's not a conference because the central States dissolve. There's not a conference that makes sense for us right now. You know, they have the MCH, but they have some, some teams up in North Dakota. I, I don't know if that makes sense for us. We have some stuff out West. Um, you know, it, it just, there's not one right now that, that totally makes sense for us that that checks all the boxes. Um, we're not anti-conference. We just want to put our student athletes uh, in the best position to succeed, to challenge them um, at the same time of making financial sense. So when all of those boxes are checked, we will jump back into a conference, but but that ha- that hasn't come up yet. Um, that's why we got into the central States when we did, because we felt, okay, it's a top 25 and that everyone's top 25. Um, everyone's within six or seven hours. Let's do it. That conference is no longer, you know, around. And there's not a conference that checks those boxes for us. So, um, We'll continue to do what we do. There's always change in, in college athletics, no different in ACHAD one. So the conferences will continue to change. They'll continue to evolve as we, you know, add and subtract teams from our, from our league. So in two or three years, we might be in a conference. In two or three years, we might still be independent. Um, you can ask Chris Perry. I'm um, pretty, you know, you try to stay connected. You try to keep the tabs on all that stuff that's going on. So, um, when those things come up, we will be ready to listen. Um, but as we stay right now in, in 2023, um, we're pretty happy being independent.
1: All right. I'm beating Stephen to the punch again. Uh, on, the <laughs> on the roster side of things, John, uh, you know, we always see you guys posting the commits and all of that, but as you look at it on paper right now, where do you see, the strength being in the 23, 24, uh, Maryville saints.
3: Wow. Not coaching. Um, I think we all can agree (laughs) on that. So, uh, a lot more to be desired there. I would say, um, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. It's a, load, it's a loaded question. How about this? I'm um, gonna
2: throw. I'm gonna throw out this one. How about your broadcast team? You guys seem like you do pretty good with your production side. On your they
3: got games. that. We got that figured out. <laughs> we got that figured out. <laughs> well, we have we have a great crew. Um, they a little they little do little. a fantastic. They have a. They have a. They do a fantastic job and. No one's liberty, you know. No one has that set up. Um, so there's well, there's the a distance... of
2: ESPN, so that that helps correct. Sure.
3: So we, there's a distance second. So we, we're trying to fight for that that second place. Uh, so they they do a great job. Um, and uh, I guess I'll, I'll take a, a long story here. Like we we feel like it's our duty because we have so many Canadians on our team, um, which I'm going to talk about in a second. Like we're going to have over I think 25 Canadians on our D1 team. Um, so we feel like it's our, it's a, our, our duty to, to give those parents that are sending their kids down, uh, to St. Louis, like, um, a really good broadcast, um, you know, that are watching 25, 30 hours away kind of thing, you know, hundreds and thousands of miles away. So that, that's why we've tried to invest the resources that we have to that because we think it's the right thing to do. But, um, the national tournament last year—it's—it's uh, it's a very humbling experience when you go there. You see the good teams, you see how good they're playing, and um, you know to go out in the fashion that we did. All the all props to, to Indiana Tech and, and Frank. There is a great coach. They have a great program there, but um, we did not play well, um, and it was it was frustrating. And were we we had to take a very hard look in the mirror of saying, okay, where where do we? Where do we need to improve uh, as a program so we have seven we have 17 returners and we will be adding 13 uh, new members to our roster um, so of those 13 they're from all walks of life um, they are from most of them are from Canada but we have USPHL we have CC we have SJ um, we, we said that is not going to happen again. It's it's not if you lose; it's how you lose. Um, we're all going to lose hockey games, um, but it was it was pretty embarrassing, and it was not how we want to to go out to an international tournament game like that. We we worked way too hard that season to go out like that, so that's not going to happen again. Um, so as we're looking at the how we're built this season, we have a lot of new faces. Um, we have 17 guys that are coming back that we have a ton of um, confidence in to, to get the job done. Um, but that, seven, that group of 17, um, they have to look at themselves in the mirror to say, OK, we didn't get the job done last year. We weren't the best versions of ourselves. So these 13 new guys that are going to come in, one, they're going to help us. Um, because they're good players too, but hopefully they're going to also make us better. They're going to push us to be better versions of ourselves, And and that push-pull mechanism hopefully is going to make us a better hockey team. So um, I, I think our – we didn't do a good enough job as a coaching staff last year identifying how we want to play. Um, I think if you – it was one of those things we, we would have good games where um, like, wow, we, again we beat UCO 6-1, and like we just – played really good hockey like there there wasn't one thing that we did um like really well we just did a lot of good things um but then we come back the next night and now look you know we look like we can't play the game and you lose eight zero and you look at like what, what identity do we have it's just like we're throwing dice out there and you're throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks um so we probably didn't have a good enough idea of what our identity was so that that's a big emphasis on on what we're going to do as a as a a staff this year of of making sure that our players um returners and new guys understanding this is how we're going to play the game at at maryville um this is when when teams come to our building this is what they should expect and when we go to places like ohio and, and liberty this is what they should expect when when they play us and um that, that's ultimately what we're, we're looking to do this season and we have some big defensemen um i know you know chad watches a lot of our games and i know kirk and and mike uh, down at uco watch a, a lot of our games and i think they they uh, say like when you're playing good hockey john at maryville it's um it's cool but you guys are big and you guys are physical and you play the right way and i think we need to, to do a better job identifying that to our, our young men, our student athletes saying, okay, what is the right way? What is that big physical brand of hockey? Because if you look at the, the national tournament game last year, it was Minot and Adrian. What do you think of those teams? You, you think of those teams are smart teams, simple teams um, that play the right way that, you know, I think the national tournament game at like shots were like 25 to 19 and the game was one zero. Like guys were just laying out, putting their body outs on the line and, that that is where we need to get to. Um, you know, um, it, you you look at ter- the Toronto Maple Leafs and how they try to play, and then you look at the Golden Knights and they, how they play, and then and the Stanley Cup and, and the NHL. It's no different. It's the pace is different, the skill's different, but um, in, in a lot of ways, the game isn't different. Um, so playing a that type of style, that's how we're going to have to play. Um, so I, I hope our new guys can be can add to that. Can, can make that happen. Um, and hopefully our, our returners um, have a very sour taste in their mouth from, from last season. It can kind of flip the page and, and be better forward and, and understand that we need to make some improvements. We need to change the things that we do um, to try to win four games in four days in March.
2: Yeah, just to go back to we mentioned the, the championship game from the tournament. I looked it up real quick. Minot State won that game one nothing, so that was. right. And then the shots, yeah, were nineteen to fifteen, Adrian. So it was not not a lot of shots in that game. But but yeah, you're right. I think the defense is is a big part of it. I mean, you mentioned the Golden Knights. You mentioned some of these other high caliber teams. They they've become really big on the defensive side and it's, it's paid off. So that, that's a good emphasis. I was looking at if this roster on your website's correct, all of them were over six feet. So it seems like you guys are really focusing on having that size there on the blue line.
3: Yeah. And I, it's, it's not really a focus. It's just, um, you know, it, it just has just happened sensitive. organically a little bit. Um, and, um, You know, the, the, as long as you have some big guys that can skate, you know, it doesn't matter if you're six, seven, you can't skate, you know, you'll just be a really big cone out there, a really big pylon, just like I was. So you (laughs) gotta be able to, you gotta be able to, you gotta be able to skate. So, um, but those big reaches, if, if you have a little mobility and and can move, um, can be pretty deadly. Um, so that's like, we have only one defenseman that's under six foot, this, this, um, this season. So, and we have uh, a fair amount of guys that are over six, five. So, um, probably one of my first meetings of the season, I'm going to put all of our defensemen up on a wall, um, and just have them stand up and have the forwards look at them and say, okay, guys, how do you think our defensemen should play? Oh my God, they're really big coach. Yeah. We should probably be mean and physical. Yeah. It's probably a good idea. Okay. Everyone can sit back down. (laughs) Um, like it's, it's really not that hard guys, you know, but, uh, don't fix what ain't broken, you know, you are what you are. So instead of trying to run away from it, lean into it.
1: <laughs> John, let me ask you this because I think what I'm I'm hearing from you is championship pedigree. Because when you hear championship coaches talk about after they've won a championship, they'll say, you know, I was really more concerned about my team and my identity and how my team played more than I was who we were playing because we felt we'd installed um, a system that if we played our system, we could defeat anybody and we could become a champion. Uh, is that kind of the way you're looking at it right now? Is like if you play Maryville Saints hockey, you can beat pretty much anybody out there?
3: Um, I think every coach um, looks at themselves in an offseason, and, and there's really only one coach that probably – doesn't have to look at themselves in the mirror all that much. Actually, probably two, and it's probably Wyatt and Minot because they won, and then maybe Gary because he got a national tournament game lost, but then went over in Romania and won over there. Everyone else is looking at themselves, saying, "Okay, what what can we do better?" Um, and when you talk about that that culture and that 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 pedigree, um, you know, as coaches, we we have to look at ourselves first and say, "Okay, if, if we want our group." to do things differently than, than we as coaches, we need to do a better job. Um, and, and I, I, tell our guys all the time, it's, it's not a you problem in our room. It's, it's a, we problem. So, so we get to fix it. And, and by, we the coaches are a part of that. Um, so like all of those, all of those things are, um, are part of what we're trying to do this off season uh, of just changing some of those things, um, Because I think we do really have it. We have a good recruiting class. I get phone calls and and text messages all the time of you guys have a really good recruiting class, top five, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, um, we thought we had a really good team last year. Um, And ultimately it doesn't really matter. Um, What matters is what you do um, when they all show up, um, how you come together as a group and the product that you put out there on the ice. Um, And we weren't consistent enough last year. Um, and I think consistency is gonna be part of any championship type of team and, and that championship pedigree. Um so that's what we're trying to do. That that's um and, and that's not you can put all the quotes up on a wall, you can put all the words and 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 and, and all that stuff and, and preach till till the cows come home, but that's you know, that's all talk. You gotta you gotta walk the walk a little bit. So um that that's but the players we have coming in. Um, with all the things that uh, we've learned the last couple of years and our very exponential growth, um, I hope I hope we can do those things this season um, and, and take another step um, with with the new guys. I'm, I'm, we're 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 really excited to get started in, in a month. Um, I think having 13 new guys, there's a lot of newness to that. Um, there's a lot of newness that's going to come with with those guys that are. Um, seen college hockey for the first time we have two transfers and hunter Flores, who was at iowa state who's been fighting fires now for the last year he's going to come back to school we got josh olson that's coming from missouri state um you know he he went over to romania and played over there so um you know those guys know how to play the game and, and then we got 11 just kind of freshmen that are doing it from the start so um I I talk to Chad all the time at Arizona, like you can plan and prepare accordingly. And this we think is going to happen, but after a week or two, you just crumble all that up and throw it away because life happens, the season happens and you just have to adapt and change as you go. Um, so we're, we're excited to get started, but that, that culture that you, that you talk about that pedigree, um, you just, you just got to go out and do it. Um, and uh, the good teams do it. And, and the, and the, and the teams that, that get bumped out in the, in the first game of a national tournament, they don't do it. And, and right now that's, that's kind of what we've done. And um, it's okay. Like you have to, you, it's okay. If you learn from it, um, if, if it's a continued habit and it's a trend, then then that's when you have to really um, dive in and say, what well, we need to make some changes. So, we're going to adapt a few things um, and, and tinker a few things and, and bring in some new guys and, and hopefully, um, you know, through that stuff we're, we're a better team.
2: When you're putting together your your leadership core, uh, what do you look for in that and how important are they on it as <coughs> you're building this culture and, and trying to, you know, have this team be together, wanting to play for each other, doing all those things, that that's an important aspect of, of a championship-caliber type team.
3: Um that is a great question. Um and we had a really good leadership group last year. Um we thought that our group came and because of some things that happened in our program, we thought our group came together off the ice um as good uh, and as close as they've ever done in our in our 5 years as a, as a program. So um phenomenal young people. Um never a bad day at the rink everyone always had smiles on their faces, but looking back at it, um, as a coach saying, okay, what I'm like, okay, obviously I made mistakes. If we weren't, we did not play well in March. So that's my fault. Some of that has to be my fault. Um, looking back at it, I, I, I think it was at times way, you know, way too many unicorns and and way too many rainbows. Um, I don't think that we invited conflict enough enough, um, within our program. And, um, there wasn't enough competition um, and there can be um, bad conflict. There can be, you know, negative um, competition. That's, that's, I'm not, I'm not referring to people fighting and in and, and practices. I'm not referring to um, guys yelling and screaming at each other, but there can be good competition. There can be um, can some, some constructive conflict within a group. And I, I think um as a young coach, I think we all can watch Ted Lasso and just say, oh, my God, we, you know, and and kind of get enthralled with some of that. But that 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 that's a TV show um, that's not real life. And you, you have to be able to. With the younger kids these days, you, you know, yeah. But, you have but to maybe be a the goldfish, you know,
2: Ted Lasso. Cause that's such a, everybody's, everybody's nah, watched Ted nah. Lasso. So
3: <laughs> yeah, Marcia, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> I, I haven't like, really watched it. So I don't, I guess uh, you not familiar with it. This, this. You know, so there, there are some good things from that <laughs> show. You know, we talk about in our room, like, you know, be a goldfish, you but, know,
2: but, I guess, like, but just do some outside the box things to maybe try to get them to understand them. I mean, not, not just necessarily the same old, same old X and O type thing. Just maybe, there's some out, you know, maybe some outside the box way to to get everybody to kind of understand. Correct,
3: you know, yeah, and again, I if I think every coach should watch it because there's some really good things you can pull from it. But if that if you're if the the conflict, I think there's a lot of growth that can come from um, from those moments, um, and um, and I don't think we kind of um, juggled. Uh, some of those things in the best manner last season. And I think um, we could have rocked the boat a little bit more. I think we could have even come closer um, and more battle tested, battle ready if we would have done those things. And I, and I think we shied away from those things. And when I mean we, I mean me. Um, so, and I think our leaders did the same. And I think they they probably saw what I was doing and said, okay, if that's what coach wants to do, then, then we'll do the same. Because um, it's not about what I walk in the room and I have my meeting it's about the meeting after the meeting. So what are the guys saying when I leave? And I, and I think, um, when I'm looking at, when we look and try to evaluate our leaders, we we do it a three prong approach. Um, what do they do? So do they do the right things? What do they say? Do they say the right things and can can connect, connect with the group? Those three things. That's how we evaluate our, our leaders. Um, so we don't have any captains. We don't have any um, assistance. We don't have any captains to start the season. Um, I told our guys when they left. I said I'm going to play captain for the first couple of weeks um, because I want all of our program um, to feel like there's there's some competition, um, and you know I don't we don't need there to be a um, you know an election of people campaigning of, you know, we don't have that type of group. So that's not what we're going to have in our locker room, but I want guys to new guys that are coming in, you know, to feel like, Hey, I, I have a voice. Um, I want guys that are coming back that are, that are returning. I want them to say, okay, I think we, we can do things a little differently. So I want there to be some newness the first two or three weeks. I want there to be a bit of a vacuum and and we'll see who rises to the occasion. Um, so Leadership's everything. You have to have um, those guys that can lead the group because we're as coaches, we're only around for a percent of the time. Ninety-nine percent of the time, they're they're there, holding each other accountable, being disciplined, and leading themselves. If that's in the weight room, if that's at parties, if that's in the classroom, if that's in the in the locker room, like we're not there. Um, so you, those those captains are important. So, uh, And we don't have any right now. And that's okay. That's part of uh, what we're trying to do this season, to try to change it up.
1: Okay, John, I'm going to let you go on this one, and I'm going to ask you for a favor while you do it. Um, if you can talk to, because you've done such a great job, and I seriously mean this, for the last six years of building a program, if you can talk to Tennessee State and tell them uh, what what should they do, what should be the first steps as Tennessee State tries to become a uh, solid foundation for college hockey. That's one. And number two is once they've got that foundation and you guys, mean I tell you guys all the time, but I look at ACHA, the top ACHA teams. And I say, if they dress and they're on the road and I look traveling through an airport, sometimes I can't tell NCAA from ACHA. So the second question is what would you tell them after the foundation to build that professionalism, so that you look and play like you want to win championships.
3: Well, thanks to you, I was able to reach out to um, their their assistant AD there, so I think we're actually going to talk in the next week or two. And um, there's for for me, you have to start with okay, what what's the what's the growth plan? I know their end goal is NCAA D one, so you know how do you want to get there? And there there has to be some 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 levels. So, you know, do you start at men's two, you know, build there and then go to men's one. Okay. If you're there and then, um, there has to be some of that, um, evolution built into your plan. Um, but it's, um, there, there's no, there's no magic eight ball or whatever to to this. It's, it's a lot of hard work. There's a little luck that has to go your way. And, um, I think um, for them down there, they're in a really good location, obviously they're gonna have a lot of resources, a lot of commitment from their university um they're good people you know and 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 people that are motivated um that care about their job, who care about the kids and I think the rest will take care of themselves if they're smart people so um there's again there's there's no magic um wand to this. Um, everyone does it a little differently. I'm not going to say everything that we've done at Maryville has been perfect. Um, again, the things that we've done, a lot of them have been from failure and, and, and quickly evolving and quickly changing on the fly and, and being better for it. So there's going to be times in their evolution where they're going to kind of stumble and, 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 and they'll get right back up. I'm sure they will. So um, we have reached out to them and said, if they need any help, that we're, we're happy to help. They're only a couple hours away. And, um, we, we certainly have a blueprint of, of, of how things have worked at Maryville and, and we're happy to share um, some of those things with them because of their commitment that they want to do for for their school for um, to ultimately try to, to get an NCAA D1 program, um, you know, at their university. So, um I, there's no secret. I, 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 It's not like I have a vault on my on my laptop and say <laughs> Scott's Randy, never look in there. Like that's that's the the secret. No, because you know
1: I'd look no anyway, right?
3: <laughs> nah, they're blood. There's just I, I'm gonna save you the time because there there is nothing there. There's no there's no secret sauce. Um, but if they have the if they have the university commitment, which it sure sounds like they have, and they, and they hire some really good people um, that are willing to learn, that are willing to to put in the time and effort, then. They'll they'll do just fine. Um, I'm, I I wouldn't be too worried. Um, if if I'm them, the 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 big hurdle is going to be you know, once they do get it to uh, running a, a good um, ACHA, you know, I'm assuming it's ACHA. They might go AAU, but I would assume if it's ACHA, because you know me, I don't use the word club. I don't even use the word non varsity. Yeah, good good guy. Um, I like. So that. So when they when they when they when they build it to ACHA, that 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 next jump, which. Um, is going to be the the real test is is getting at ten CAA. and and obviously I can't help with that. That's that's going to be a Rick Zombo Greg Powers question. So, um, and and again, if they I, I think it would be really cool if they added a, a women's team and, and and a couple ACHA teams because there is a need, there is a continued need to to build at the ACHA levels, especially on the women's side. So hopefully they can continue to do those things
1: all right final one i gotta ask you is uh court was on last night with us and uh he said you guys have some kind of mexican lunches all the time what the heck's going on with this
3: Was he <laughs> talking about me
1: scott wants to know why he's
2: not invited to these
3: yeah, yeah. well when when Scott when Scott comes, uh, we will we will go and, and I will take him out to lunch where where Rick and I go. So there you go, um, Scott. There you
2: go. That's what you were fishing for, right?
1: I just wanted Rick. to hear what what John's side of it was because uh, uh, I told uh, I told Rick I said you you give him a lot of praise and and he goes oh stop it and I said no I mean you did it the right way, man. Well, I think
3: I think Rick. Uh, He's been very good to me
1: and
3: <sighs> yeah, he's been, He Rick's, Rick's a very good friend, a, a good mentor, good colleague. Um, I try to get lunch with him at least once a month and to pick his brain and, um, he, he always keeps it light. So he, he doesn't, uh, he tries to take life, uh, not as serious, you know, people think he's pretty serious, but, uh, he's actually a really funny guy. Um, when, when he kind of lets his hair down. So I'll just keep it at that. Oh, we
1: don't want to see him with his, his hair down. <laughs> <laughs> wish that was like
2: a, like an episode of Big Brother where they have the cameras in the house following them 24-7. We need some cameras on those lunches <laughs> between the two of them.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, that's great. John, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for being a partner, and uh, we appreciate everything you're doing for hockey. See you soon, my friend.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Talk to him.
1: All right, that's the head coach and the director of hockey from Maryville University, John Hogan, joining us. Stephen and I will be back in just a couple minutes to wrap up another episode of the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast.
0: As a premier ACHA M university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Looking to find the right place to fit your academic needs with a chance to play championship-level college hockey? Then Indiana Tech could just be that place. In less than a decade, the Warriors have played for two national championships, Appeared in the last four national tournaments and won six regular season and conference tournaments. Off the ice, majors in not fields, locations, criminal justice, and more can get your career off to that same kind of championship start. For more information, indianatech.edu. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies
3: and shower shoes today. The University of Arizona Wildcats return to the Tucson Arena September 29th. Join the tradition and
1: become a part of the legacy of hockey in the old Pueblo. Cheer on your five-time Cactus Cup champions as the Wildcats pursue a national championship after a promising off-season of key roster additions. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org
2: for schedule and ticket information and follow us on social media. Bear down and rise up.
0: Looking to extend your hockey career at a high level? then the University of Georgia could be the place for you. Ice Dogs Hockey is an NCAA-style experience and championship culture combined with classic rivalries, big-time athletics, and an elite academic institution. Go to ugahockey.com to start your journey and see if you can continue to help build the limitless future ahead for University of Georgia Hockey. New Challenges New level, same quest. Join us at the University of Mary for the 2023-24 hockey season as the two-time ACHA M2 champions bring that championship pedigree to the M1 level. Watch the Marauders take on local rivals, Minot State, and Jamestown University, and national powers, Missouri State, Illinois State, Colorado State, as they look to add to their hockey legacy. Head to goMary.com to find out how you can support University of Mary Hockey. When you put on that Central Oklahoma Broncos jersey, you represent a championship culture on the ice and in the classroom. Two time ACHA M1 national champions four-time WCHL champions and named a best in the West college by US News and World Report, UCO hits all of the benchmarks for an elite college hockey experience. Our Edmond, Oklahoma campus, which is just minutes from downtown Oklahoma City, has over 100 areas of study and over 200 student organizations to help you find your fit. Whether it's our stunning 210-acre campus for our NCAA-level hockey environment, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com and see if Oklahoma's Metropolitan University is for you. Welcome back to another segment of ITHSW Podcast's American Collegiate Hockey Top 20.
1: Indeed, it is the American Collegiate Hockey Top Twenty Podcast. Stephen, as usual, uh, we we go crazy. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> How about, uh, let me ask you that that Arizona ad that that had a familiar voice to it.
1: That's a brand new one. They just sent that to me the other day. I know, so, so that's kind of cool. Um, <laughs> I thought
2: maybe I thought maybe it was a voice. Of a, of a past player or something, but maybe not. But I just thought that was cool. It was like, it's not a voice I've heard before, you know, with, with these uh, ads. So that was cool. Yeah, well, we have
1: a bunch of uh, a bunch of new voices coming in, and we continue to grow. As you know, we've got, uh, I think, nine spots left to fill on the men's side of our uh, ACH top 20. And then we have five on the women's side that we're looking to fill. So if you're interested in uh, putting your team out there, we, we like to look at, uh, this podcast is a resource. We'll give these guys an opportunity to talk about their teams, um, newsmakers, all of these different things, and and let them tell us uh, what's going on in their program. And no better way to keep their name and their university in front of them than this.
2: Instead of us trying to figure it out for ourselves and and giving our view on it, let's let's hear it straight from the uh, the coaches and makers. You know, the coaches' mouths and players' mouths, or whoever we have on these shows.
1: Yeah, uh, I know we we took our uh, our scrap and just or our plan and just scrapped it tonight because John is such a great great guest. There's just so much great information,
2: and we didn't even get to everything. I wanted to ask him about the uh, they had their su- their summer thing going on right now. So that and then of course we were going to talk about the national tournament, but maybe there's not a lot he can share on that officially right now. So I'm sure we'll have him on again, or we'll see if that ever gets uh, announced about if that's the field's expanding or not. But uh, but yeah, he great great stuff as always. He is such a great. Uh, he's a great mind and, and really has a and you can see the growth in him too as the years have gone on too, of, of how to be uh, a better coach and how to guide these this team and, and things that he wants to do differently this year to maybe even have more success than than they've had the prior years where they maybe weren't satisfied of how their season ended or ended up so um, they're on the right path in, in Maryville and that's uh that's exciting uh,
1: Really hard when it's a one and done, because not only do you have to make the trip there, but you know that your 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 days your your season can end in just a a, you know blink of the eye, whether it be an overtime or seven overtimes or whatever it may be. It it can Uh, be.
2: It it can be. And and we and we taught others talk about this. I think it was the was the guy we came with, I think it was a couple weeks ago we had on of talking about the, I think it was University of Mary guy. Uh, anyways, talking about this. And, and there's, there's two different sides of that because, yes, you know, you've, it can be challenging because you, you tell your p- parents want to come out and support their kids and stuff, and maybe they're only going to go out for, for one game. But at the same time, and not to say that the ACHA is NCAA, but the NCAA, that's how it is. And whether it's the basketball tournament or – I mean, it's – you lose – I mean, you, you go out there for one game, and you could be done uh, in in one game, or you you could be done in two games, or, or whatever. So it's it's a little bit it's a similar thing in the ACHA. You win and you move on, or you go home. In in the M one level, of course, the M two level and the others, it's a pool play thing. But um, yeah, know, I I think it makes it makes it more the stakes more high. That yeah, way. and I
1: I think that the coaches uh, probably are a little hard on themselves uh, for it because it feels like they um, you know, They look at themselves and go like, hey, we, we should have played better. And anytime you lose, you say you should have played better. But you kind of got to sit back and look at the, the season in totality, I think. And I think that's what John's doing. I know it's all the great coaches that we have on do. They self-reflect, um, and they do a great job of preparing for the next year. And I know we're running really late, so I will say that uh, we have two new coaches um, uh, podcast members or partners that be Indiana Tech and uh, that be Maryville so we're glad to have them on board you hear a lot more from them during the course of the year and we hope that you uh, take a look at uh, their universities as well as everybody that we have on here um, there's one that's going to be right for you certainly so find the one that's right for you and go from there take it away Stephen you
2: From the Summer Skate Studios, this is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast presented by IceTimeHockeyWest.com. Liberty University, bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast. See us at liberty.edu. Behind the Mask and Mask.com With three valley locations and across the country at BehindTheMask.com, we keep you supplied with all of the gear you need all season long. University of Central Oklahoma. First-class experience on and off the ice. For more information, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, Lunch, Catering, Dining In or Out, or just getting our award-winning barbecue sauce. We're at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. UNLV Hockey. Follow the Skate and Rebels Championship Quest. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. Topgolf. Reserve a bay or a meeting room for your next corporate outing at topgolf.com. Adrian College, Championship Hockey Culture, and a nationally ranked small private school education at AdrianBulldogs.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. With Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room, except maybe Formula One weekend in Vegas. (laughs) Other than that, (laughs) University of Arizona Hockey. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org and become part of one of the West's historic hockey programs. Summer Skates, order your custom koozies or shower shoes at summerskates.com and uh, show your game in style. San Diego State Hockey, sand and hockey, as well as a top-flight education at sdsu.edu and sdsuhockey.com. Jets Pizza, go to jetspizza.com to find one of our over 400 locations in 20 states nationwide. Oklahoma University Hockey, the action you crave, only faster at ouhockey.net. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network and is live every week on the Podbean app and is available on your favorite podcast platform at ITHSW Podcast, all one word. Again, search ITHSW Podcast, all one word. Subscribe, rate, and review any of our podcasts to help others find the show. I just wanted to point that out. $10 $10 rates, probably find out a lot of weekends in <laughs> Vegas, not on Formula One weekend, not Super Bowl <laughs> weekend here next February. But, uh, uh, I just wanted to, I want people to get yeah. disappointed. They're looking for $10 rates those weekends in Vegas.
1: Yeah, but, <laughs> good point. Good point. All right. Uh, we'll see. goodnight with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers De Niro. But first, I want to thank John Hogan for being our great guest again tonight, uh, the director of hockey and head coach at uh, Maryville University and uh, Saints Nation. And we'll have a chance to uh, – to see them throughout the season as well. So good night, everybody.